it's been another month and you've tuned into the Bellium Podcast for the month of November 2022, episode 218. From that frosty city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barce. And still straight out of 9226, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, AJ and I are going to catch up, have a little bit of chatter, talk about a little bit of newsworthy updates, and there's something on the horizon that happens around this time of year every time. It's the holiday shopping season about to commence. Well, AJ and I have a couple items for consideration and maybe a different mindset that will be uh, floating by you. All that and more next on the Bellingham Podcast. Ooh, that intro was silky smooth, Chris. How you doing? I'm a one-take kind of guy. How about <laughs> yourself, AJ? You know, do it three times is nice, and uh, we'll get it right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, I've missed you, Chris. It's been a, it's been a month. You know, as, as I realized, I need to take um, coordinate my swallows of seltzer. Uh, along when you are not throwing it back to me. Uh, yes, it's been good. It's been a busy time, a lot of content creation, a lot of family life, a lot of uh, work-related stuff. But otherwise, it's been a pretty decent month. How about yourself? Doing good. I've been keeping busy, uh, even though it, it is, oh, what, a balmy 40 degrees out? Mid-40s, gotta love it. It's jacket weather. Oh, dude, I have three on. <laughs> I know. It's not that cold in my place. Well, no, not no, not at Casa K. Powell. No. But uh, no, uh, I've been still, uh, I've been diving up until um, a recent sickness, uh-huh. um, so much so that I uh, I achieved my advanced open water rating. Oh, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And then I also- there's pl- I hear there's plenty of open water around our area. You know, uh, stone's throw from the mountains is the sea. That's so. That's right. Uh, no, and then uh, I also was able to achieve my uh, my depth rating, so I, I can go down to uh, 130 feet or five atmospheres. As a BG said, how deep is your dive? Oh, dude, I, I go deep, man. <laughs> I deep dive onto anything. Very good. But uh, no, the one thing I wanted to bring up is um, shout out to my my diving buddy Andy. Um, we uh, we dove this really cool site. Uh, you know you know where Keystone is, right? I the, the, where they have the ferry, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah. you got Fort Casey and stuff. Well, just adjacent to it is a is a uh, a jetty um, that the ferry you know slips out of and stuff. And uh, from that jetty to some old pilings is actually a dive site. And so we went and we dove the site and um, you know found some kelp and tooled about the the old pilings and stuff. But the jetty uh, was probably the coolest thing because a lot of critters like to hang out there. So we saw lingcod and a bunch of crab and a bunch of other fish and stuff. But what we're really excited about is we found two GPOs, giant Pacific octopus. Really? Octopi? Yeah, octopi. All right. And Chris, I didn't realize how big the giant Pacific octopus is. Was it was it cracking size? It is cracking about. <laughs> Duh, no, so like, um, and I wrote about it in my, my, my sub stack, so the link's in the show notes. Drink. But... Uh, like looking at your like looking at your your Hulk Hogan pythons oh, uh, of arms right Stop there. Stop it, brother. So like your forearm was as big as her uh, the 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 tentacles. These arms on this octopus. Well, that's a that's a beef a beefy kind of arm oh, or a tentacle. Oh my gosh! So like and the the suckers were probably as big as quarters, if not in between a quarter and a and a fifty cent piece at some points. Like they're just these giant. Gentle giants. Hmm. Um, come to find out, they're they're monastic. They like to be solo. They don't like to they don't like to cuddle. They don't like to be with each other. Really? Nope. So the two that we found were in two different hidey holes in the um, the jetty and stuff. 
um, both big. But the this one that we found, she was enormous. I also found out they live a very short life. Oh, really? So, so like a lot of the lore in the Pacific Northwest of like this huge giant Pacific octopus that lives below Galloping Gurley, Gertie, the Tacoma Narrows, right? Mm-hmm. That takes takes divers masks off and stuff and is ancient. Yeah, they don't live that long. Interesting. So the, we have some aquatic introverts among us. Yeah. Okay. They are totally the introverts, the monastic, the monastic octopus life right there. All right. Well, I'm glad that you didn't have an incident. No, no. Uh, but that you kept your distance and, yep. you, you know, I would never want to encounter one of those in a dark alley. That's for sure. No. Like, and that's the thing that I think surprised me and Andy both was like, that it was cool to see see her in her hole, and I'm glad that she was in her hole because man, if she would have unfurled, she could have probably stood as like arms out, probably as tall. I mean, maybe not as tall as me, but pretty darn close. Yeah. Um, they're big. All right. Big. Well, I'm glad you had that experience, and glad you made it through and didn't get any ink uh, shot your way. Nope, nope. Uh, but I did get something shot my way. What's that? So because I've been diving, uh, a lot of guys in the watch fam know about it and stuff. And uh, Matt over at Tips and Watches. Hi, down, Matt. Yep. Uh, hey, Matt. Uh, down in Seattle, he was kind enough to send me up a, a demo piece of his diver watch. And uh, so I've got a link in the show notes to tip some and stuff, and we'll talk about them a little bit later. Sure. But I wanted to give him a shout out because um, he let me do a test dive on his piece. And so I think I'm the the only only one that has uh, dove on a tipsum down to 92 feet is the furthest I was able to take it down on that dive. But uh, no, thanks, Matt, for hooking me up and stuff. And um, I, I would have showed you, but I, had, I went to Red Bar last night, sure. so I had to give it back. All but, right. Good opportunities that yeah. you've been having as of late. Um, myself, I've just been doing some uh, content creation like we talked about and uh, rethinking some things as we approach 2023. How do I want to invest my time in sharing information with others? But otherwise, it's just pretty much been, you know, the month of October, there's been some... Uh, colds here and there and just chugging along in the fall season. But we do have uh, some not late breaking, but definitely some happy news to report. Yeah. So previously on the Bellingham podcast, we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> go on. <laughs> sorry. I just, sorry folks. If I have a little bit more baritone in my voice, I just got over like a respiratory infection. So I've got, I got a little bit more uh, silky. I thought bass. you, tr- I thought you were trying to imitate me or something. <laughs> and it's like, but anyway, what's going on? Uh, so no. So uh, we re- originally reported, uh, I think like within the hour that it, it came out because um, I found out the same day that it was announced that Magdalena's Crapery had, had shuttered uh, forever, closed in, her doors. In Fairhaven. In Fairhaven. Yeah. Uh, best chef in all of Whatcom, as previously reported here on the show numerous times. Well, she took a little bit of a hiatus, um, did some world traveling and stuff. And um, when she came back, she felt a little bit renewed. And so she has um, a smaller version of her restaurant open, uh, limited hours, a little bit different menu, um, but still she is still the, the best chef in all of Whatcom, if you ask me. Well, welcome back, Magdalena. Yeah. Glad to have you back. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, she's still doing pierogies and and uh, there's sidewalk dining. and um, But she's open from about 9.30 to 2 o'clock-ish. In, in Fairhaven. In Fairhaven. Yep. Still, at the same, still at the same place. Um, Saturdays and Sundays at the time of this recording may, may fluctuate. But um, no, I was able to, to catch up with her and stuff because she reopened um, and her and her, her husband hadn't planned on this, but they actually reopened um, the same week that they originally opened 13 years ago. Really? Which, uh, as I've said on the show, I think I've been, I've been going to Magdalena, my wife and I have been going to Magdalena 
for 12 of those 13 years. The, okay. the year that she opened up is the year that we moved to Fairhaven. Well, we've been doing this podcast for half that time. Yes. And <laughs> so for over six years, I, we, you know, the, the, the people, yeah. uh, the, the cult of the podcast, uh, the Bellingham <laughs> podcast, have been aware of Magdalena's fine uh, creperies and other uh, dishes and things like that. Go to Fairhaven, <laughs> listeners, and enjoy this holiday season. Fairhaven is one of the lovelier places in Whatcom County. Oh, yeah. You're all the lights year round, but especially with the holiday uh, lights, they won't be open when it's dark, uh, of course, but go in the daytime and uh, on a Saturday or Sunday and get yourself some uh, excellent food. Yeah. So speaking of other excellent food, yes. so Scone Grown, uh, which is a vegan bakery that used to be down at the granary, okay. they moved out. I don't know why or what happened, but it looks like they partnered with Quantum Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Good enunciation, right? That. Yeah, Quantum Leaf, which uh-huh. is uh, right on downtown. I think it's on Holly. Okay. Um, and we were, uh, my wife and I were going to go there, but the day that we went, apparently there was an illness in the restaurant, and so they shut down. But um, Quantum Leaf and Scone Grown—they're both vegan. Res- vo- both vegan. So Scone Grown, obviously, everything is vegan baked. Uh, Quantum Leaf is a all vegan restaurant. Really? Which, again, because of my family and allergies, yes. we tend to lean that way. But um, I'm looking forward to trying them out once they're reopened. Absolutely. Might have to have a follow-up report on the December podcast. Oh, yeah. And oh, by the way, uh, sports fans, Scone Grown Quantum Leaf. Great password. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put a plus in the middle. Exactly. Totally. And add a one at the beginning. You got a great <laughs> password that's tough to crack. Anyway. So, speak, <laughs> speaking, speaking of uh, number one. So in October, yours truly was the MC of KMRE 102.3 FM, uh, Raise the Antenna fundraiser and auction. The voice, the presence, the master of ceremonies. Oh, the knucklehead. They gave me a mic for three hours? Chris, what could go wrong? Silly radio station. What were you thinking? Anyway, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Sure. (laughs) And how did it go? Went good. Um, Shout out to Suzanne Blaze. She was the one that recruited me. Oh, Suzanne. Suzanne. For Everly Goods. The Bellingham Podcast is a fan of yours. Make no mistake. (laughs) So, uh, no, we, we did good. Um, that night we, I think we raised over 10 grand. That's wonderful. And there's congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, congratulations to the, the, the radio station and to Suzanne, but, um, no, there, there's going to be more to come, um, because they have to raise 50,000 to, uh, get the full fledged station. You know, I've been going to the gym and I can lift a whole lot of weight. Maybe if Mm -hmm. they need some pounds lifted, I can do my part to help out with that 50,000 pounds. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you mean dollars? Dollars. Oh, okay. Dollars. Well, we'll see how that turns out. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah, moving on. Uh, no. So, yeah. So, check in the show notes. I'll have a link if you want to support Camry 102.3 FM. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they are community powered from what I've heard. And they do broadcast our show. Yes, they still do. Uh, we're monthly. So, they monthly. broadcast mo- uh, monthly. I don't know what our, our new show is. Well, that just is. makes them want to check out KMRE.org on yeah. the web to be able to find out on their schedule when we are going to be broadcasting. Exactly. Suzanne, tell me when, when we're broadcasting. There you go. Uh, a couple other things. So I've got uh, I got a, a little bit of a sh- uh, for for those that love the theater. Mount Baker Theater uh, during the holiday season has a showing of Saving Christmas Town. Oh, it's a holiday uh, play. Mm-hmm, it is. It's right. it's a it's a dance whole production, and it's uh, it's sponsored by the dance studio. Okay. And it, these are kids. It's a it's a kids studio and stuff. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, if you want to have just an awesome time, all of these kids, all these youngsters have been then working hard for the last, I don't know, four months to put on this production. I would know my son is in it. Okay. Um, but it's, it's just, it's 
just great fun. It's going to be December 3rd and December 4th. Tickets are available at the Mount Baker Theater. Got a um, link in the Substack. Got a link in the Substack. Just want to, if you want to do something fun or you want to do something fun for the family, definitely check out Saving Christmas. If you Cow. know what's good for you, you're going to go to the Mount Baker oh, Theater yeah. on the 3rd yeah. to catch the energy oh, yeah. of Saving Christmas Town and actually enjoy uh, an opportunity to watch some live theater. Exactly. And dancing too. So I've got, I've got a shout out. Um, somebody wrote in uh, kind of quasi to the show. They were writing, writing in to me, but it, it, talking about Bellingham. So of course it goes to the show. I'm implied as they were writing in. I oh, yes. Imagine. oh yes. Oh yes. So shout out to no box, no paper uh, on Instagram uh, for, for question. So uh, they're from Seattle and they were coming through town and they totally spaced that we're up here, uh, that I'm up here. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just what I just listen, reading it and going back and forth with them. I was like, you know, we should put this on the show. So, Chris, let's yes. say somebody's coming up from Seattle. Yes. Okay. Coming up during the lunch dinner time, and they're going to turn around and go back down. What is your recommendation for somebody coming into town? I don't care if it's food or whatever. One indoor, one outdoor activity that's unique to Bellingham during the dinner and lunch time if they're coming to visit. What would you recommend? I would probably. Well, I also want to be uh, customizing for their situation. Do they have kiddos? Is it? Is it? Are they single? Are they married? Uh, are they bringing the whole tribe up in a minivan <laughs> uh, or the Partridge Family bus? Let's just let's just say let's just say a couple is coming up from Seattle. A couple is coming up from Seattle. Yeah. Simon says, uh, "Go to the first thing off the top of my head, and, I, and I'm really not sure why I pictured it, but it's the B Town Raw Bar Ooh. off of Lakeway. Okay, yeah, yeah. A really nice uh, location. You can ha- it, it, the the environment is very classy, mm-hmm. um, and it's just a good time feel." Uh, to be able to get a bite to eat and or or libations if that's what you associate uh, so fit there's if you go through the other 217 shows I already told them that right um, and uh, I'm sure they've already listened to all 217 since uh, you know asking the question but that I would say go to B-town uh, on Lakeway not that this is a paid promotion no, no, but it's like is- it, I'm thinking a, a couple coming up from Seattle you're doing a whole lot of downtown uh, eating and drinking. Uh, why not try that? And then for an uh, for an activity, yeah. So an outdoor activity, I I you know I gotta shoot straight. Loving Zuwanich Park. Yeah. It's Bellingham's secret weapon. Layer up, uh, you know, no box, no paper when you're heading up here, uh, because it is chilly out by the water. But if you can hit it around four thirty to five p.m. or so, you hit that magic hour. And when you look at Bellingham Bay and the San Juan Islands in the distance. You, the, you, your your face looks like a soft glow, and it'll make your your uh, special someone that you're with admire you that much more. Totally. Uh, Zuwanish Park is down by the water. Uh, Google it or Duck Duck Go it. Uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. And unlike Boulevard Park, which is another fabulous place to go enjoy, but everyone in Bellingham Everybody goes to yeah. Boulevard Park. They already have enough at publicity. Uh, for that, I'm thinking Zuwanich. It's Bellingham's secret weapon. Yeah. I've mentioned that a couple times in our six years. But hey, thanks for reaching out uh, to AJ No Box, No Paper. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you will enjoy your time here in Bellingham. Yeah. So, Chris, yes. let's talk about some upcoming holiday mindsets. Well, you know, we always do uh, in one of our shows, and we've done a number of shows in the past. 218 we, of them, I believe. <laughs> well, let's just say six of them have been involving <laughs> holiday shopping <laughs> ideas. And AJ and I are never ones to uh, suggest hitting Black Friday. That's something where you should be sleeping in and or... Hitting the mountain. Hitting the mountain or at least hitting uh, something that doesn't involve a nationally... Uh, franchised retail store. 
Uh, we AJ and I are always fans of experiences and though and also thoughtful gifts. Yeah. Uh, one that doesn't involve gift cards in some aspects, unless it's to a local business. Sure. This year, as I'm thinking about this for 2022, what would we want to share to our dear listeners for consideration? I'm thinking a different mindset, and I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that if you were to have some kind of card that you can, oh, by the way, Cresswell Boggs on Railroad uh, and Holly Street on the corner there or mm-hmm. in the nearby, that's my go-to place for cards. They have a Fabulous selection. Oh, yeah. Totally. And, and don't forget, it's pay-by-phone parking uh, on there, not park mobile. It's yeah. pay-by-phone. And it's Monday through Saturday now. Right. So anyway, but the, it's worth it to get the cards. And in there, you could inscribe to your special someone monthly gifts during the year of 2023. For example. Huh. Okay. For example, one book a month from Village Books. You're going to purchase mm-hmm. a book. Have, them, have your special someone fill out a little wish list. 12 books. That they would like to read, like not an ebook, not something that is, uh, you know, f- from a- on a screen. Let's go analog. Let's go paper that you can feel the tactile paper. touch. Paper, paper, uh, a book a month from Village Books, our local independent behemoth awesomeness of a bookstore. Mm-hmm. We dig them. By the way, uh, these monthly gifts uh, ideas are aligned with the five love languages. And in case you're not familiar with the uh-huh. five love languages, uh, they are gifts, words of affirmation. Quality time spent together, physical touch, and deeds of uh, acts of service. So AJ, out of those five, what would you say would be your one or two top love languages? Mine time 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 spent with each other. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the kind of the core of the analog explorer anyway. Like okay. uh, that's going to be the one that is my most love language. Time spent. Just like I've missed you for a month, Chris. Yes. This is time well spent podcast. Very good. You. Yes. And 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 we have a couple quality time ones that are coming up. My love language uh, is mainly words of affirmation. Hmm. Uh, I, for some reason, and we can get into a whole half hour show on this if you really want to analyze Chris. Uh, I really am fueled by genuine uh, affirming words sent towards my way. So, uh, moving on. You uh, rock. <laughs> yes, in many ways. Uh, for example, sh- should you uh, have someone who's not an analog reader, what about taking them to get a pint of a drink uh, a month for all of 2023? One, you know, first round Time well is spent. on you. Time well spent and gifts. We only have, oh, I don't know, 625 breweries in Bellingham and Whatcom County. Mm, carry the one. Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay, well, maybe it's 1625, depending. But no, there's a, uh, we have a link to taptrail.com, which is a uh, little uh, something that Bellingham breweries have done. If you want some ideas for new places to go to, because it's always good to check out new places in 2023. Also, should you have a little... Uh, a, l- a little person in your life. If you were to purchase a new board game or card game every month and play that mm-hmm. in, during time, that's got to be quality time and a, and a gift as well. Uh, once again, Village Books in Fairhaven, right near Magdalena, uh, yeah. would be able to have a supply on the street level floor. But depends on which street yeah, you come in say, from. Yeah, yeah. The one closest to the, the village green. Green. Yeah. yeah. So uh, think about new board games. If it doesn't have to be a month, but if you do something like that, now you have some time well spent and get to get your inner competitiveness out. Uh, or co-opness. Uh, there are co-op games. Yeah, I've got sure. some recommendations after this. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but if you uh, and also uh, should 
physical touch be one of your special someone's love languages? The gift of a massage a month. Oh yeah. There's a number of massages. I'm not going to link to any of them because it depends on where you what you search for yeah. and the results. But I would definitely type in uh, Bellingham massage therapists. There are a number of fabulous high quality uh, professional masseuses and companies out there to treat your special someone. We all get aches and pains, especially as we are aging. AJ, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about in the future sometime when you get up. Oh, I've already uh, been to a, a masseuse, dude. <laughs> the, the, the age that I'm doing anything about it, man. Right. But anyway, I think uh, for, for something for a, a, a special someone yeah. uh, to make them feel good, what a wonderful way to treat them in this upcoming year and keep the Christmas gift season uh, going. What about you? So I'm going to dovetail into a lot of your your love languages. Hit it. So time well spent. That that my love language. Uh, I've got a couple of board game recommendations, especially for those with littles and 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 family. Um, so I mentioned this before on on the show, Dragonwood, which is a dice game and card game that is very family friendly. Basically, you try to combat these little uh, goblins and and unicorns and stuff. It's very kid-friendly. They're cute. Uh, goblins and, and unicorns. The, the name of the game is you, you try to beat the two dragons that are in the deck. And okay. it's kind of a, you roll the dice and you have to combine the numbers. And if you get the right number, you, you, you beat that critter. Okay. Um, we found out there's a part two, kind of a grown-up version of it called Dragon Realm. Okay. Um, both links are in the, the sub stack. Dragon Realm is kind of on the same dynamic where you have dice um, and cards, but you also have these um, these placemats that are like the different realms. So you may have like the Viper Pit, or oh, I like that one, or the Dragon Den. Oh, I like that. And one. And you have to, uh, the name of the game's catchphrase is a game of goblins and gold. Okay. So you're trying to defeat these realms and get the realm and get the gold out of the realm before the 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 goblins do because if the goblins win nobody gets the gold that's a bummer yeah so it's it's fun Uh, my six-year-old can play it um so it's not much more advanced than dragonwood but it is super fun uh for four people um it it's great and both those games i think are like 20 bucks i think it's uh something to consider yeah they're not they're not that much um another one is um so I, i i love playing backgammon with my little and while we did our, our big grand tour of the San Juan Islands over the summer, uh, I met the owner and proprietor of the Orcas Island Leather Goods Company up on Orcas. Okay. And while we were there, uh, I saw that he had a travel, roll-up travel leather backgammon board. Hmm. Um, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, all handcrafted right there on Orcas Island. Um, I got a link to it in the, the show notes. It'd be an excellent gift for anybody who is a backgammon enthusiast or if you want to get into backgammon. And on top of that, it has Pacific Northwest written all over it because it's made right here in the Salish Sea. Do they, uh, I would imagine they would ship. Yeah, they ship. So, so yeah, you, don't you don't have to take a ferry no. over there. <laughs> I mean, I, that would be a good story. That would be an experience. Absolutely. As well as getting uh, an awesome gift. A for... gift of time spent together and uh, experience. Yeah, no, that's all in one there. So speaking in the same vein of um, locally made, there is, uh, uh, I'm, uh, hopefully I have her name right, Lisa Clear. Um, and a shop on tw- uh, 2500 Elm Street, Suite 10 called Wild Materials. I looked at the site that you put in our Substack. Yeah. I am very intrigued by what's available. So Lisa, um, I've been following her on Instagram and, and her shop since she opened. And it's just, if you are looking for something that is uh, very much made right here in Bellingham, 
that is Pacific Northwest themed, take a look at her uh, designs. So there's shirts, there's caps, there's hoodies, hoodies, shorts, yep, uh, embroidered. Yep, it's just all cool. Um, it's not a uh, she's not sponsoring this. She doesn't know that I'm saying this. I've just been a fan of her work since I've uh, watched her shop open and stuff. And for those who may be out of town who have fond memories of living in Bellingham, this could be a really great totally. Christmas gift. Totally. Yep. Um, and then lastly for, uh, well, actually I got two, I guess. Um, so if you have the person in your life that is a, uh, likes a theme, like they like, uh, Dr. Who, or maybe there's a comic book theme that, that they love and you don't want to get them the token stuff, like, um, um, something that's made of plastic, let's say mm-hmm. by a company called Funko. <laughs> okay. Okay. Rhymes with Funko. Instead, you want to give them experience Adagio Tees. And what's cool about Adagio is one, they, they have great unthemed teas. Like if you want um, like a good oolong or anything like that, you can order a bulk teas from them. But they also have themed stuff. Um, shout out to my best friend, uh, Rising Sun Sailor, Danny. He got me a, years ago, he got me a, a themed set of Doctor Who teas. Ooh. One of which I'm still drinking right All now right. in my tumbler. Yes. But if you have somebody that has a geek theme to something, Take a look at them, and it's a great box set that you can order. And there are different flavors of teas, different kinds of teas, or you can blend your own All right. through them. So, Very good. Uh, so the last one I've got is, uh, again, going back to a, a watch that was uh, sent to me uh, sent to me for, for demo, um, tips and watches out of Seattle. And Matt Zinsky, a uh, really cool guy. He's part of uh, the Red Bar group that I'm, uh, I, I go hang out with. And his watch, uh, he has one watch right now that's a dive watch. Uh, it's a 200-meter uh, dive watch. It's kind of Blancpain. If, if you're familiar with watches, I would say it's in the same vein as a Blancpain, but it's not an homage to a Blancpain 50 Fathoms. Uh, it's great to dive with and stuff. I love the, the bezel that he uses. But the one that I wanted to point out is um, he has a Noir that is uh, on pre-sale. And it is a 36-millimeter watch, so unisex, doesn't matter, uh, male or female. And the dial on this thing is just amazing. It's more of a field watch. Could be a dress watch. Could be a sports watch. And it's it's just a everyday Pacific Northwest watch is how I would put it. Daily driver. A daily driver, daily beater, however you wish to identify it with. But um, pulling from his website, when you're looking at a Tipsum watch, the design, fabrication, and testing of Tipsum watches is a worldwide production. Components are fabricated in Switzerland, Hong Kong, and the United States of America. Chronometer certified happens in France. That means his movements are actually chronometer certified movements in the watch. But at the center is the Tipsum workshop located right there in Seattle, Washington where the design and assembly and finally quali- final quality assurance, that word that we absolutely love on the show. Hold on for that one. Yep, takes place. So this is a, I'm going to call it a Seattle watch that you could get for that special someone. I, 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 in checking out the Tipsum website, which, yeah. uh, you know, first of all, kudos to Matt. Yeah, Matt's cool. Um, but also I'm a fan of not having decision fatigue. Yes. With so many to choose from. You have two, Chris. Well, three if you want the non chronometer Well, the noir is, is, is yeah. uh, piquing my curiosity just because I'm a fan of looms. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the loom in the dock yeah. is, is very classy and very, and very helpful. But also, I'm going to make a, a, a correlation, Matt, because I'm not as heavy into the watch fam as AJ is. But the fact that um, you, ha- you focus your attention on a couple well-made, well, uh, you know, well-designed watches. It's very similar to uh, my bass guitar amplifier 
choice, which is Aguilar. Mm. Uh, they're based in New York City, and they have only a couple of amplifiers, a couple of speakers to choose from. It's like they specialize in this or this. <laughs> They got both yeah. kinds, country and Western. That's it. And so good, good on you for uh, how the website is uh, laid out. It's very clean. I'm a big fan of that. But also, uh, yeah, continued success and keep up the good work. Yeah. And he's super transparent. And he's, like I said, I've... I've well, I've, we need to get him a burger then because he can't be too <laughs> transparent. You got, you got to get some weight on that young man. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Chris. Uh, shall we move to rad or sad? Absolutely. It's been a while since we talked about this. Let's get into the uh, opinions of a typical topic. Okay. So rad or sad, Chris. Hit it. Is it the end of late night coffee shops? as we know it, um, it's, it's the end. <laughs> anyway, um, well, so I guess from what I'm seeing in your show notes, yeah. uh, we've had a couple of local coffee houses that are closing in the afternoons. Yes. And um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go both ways. Well, okay, so I'm going to say sad just in general. Of course. Uh, because I there's there's something about an evening coffee shop experience, or at least the environment in which you can have a place to go, have a conversation with people, uh, have a beverage, and and have some wireless. It doesn't involve uh, an alcohol permit uh, hanging on the wall by <laughs> right. the, behind the bar. Um, but also, I'm going to say rad because you shouldn't be having caffeine later in the evening because uh, yeah, that keeps yeah. you up at night. I drink decaf anyway. Yeah. So but, I'm going to go with sad on that one. So yeah, I'm, I'm sad too. So where this came from is I recently, um, I was giving an interview to uh, Western Washington University's Clipson Magazine for, okay. about diving. I think mm-hmm. it's going to come out uh, this next quarter. But um, uh, originally we were going to uh, meet up at the Makeworth. Like they close at like three. Okay, fine. So I know that obviously Woods is kitty corner to that. So I walked down the woods and uh, met up with the, the gentleman who's writing the, the piece and stuff. And we got kicked out by like five. Hmm. And I was kind of, we were kind of both shocked like, oh, oh, okay. Um, and then you in the show notes, Letter Streets closes by three as well. Yeah. You know, and it just, it's sad because like, especially coming out of the pandemic, you know, one, I love a good coffee shop, but two, as you're re reuniting with people, like we're saying, if you're spending the love language, spending time with people, mm-hmm. if coffee shops are going to be closed by like three or five, you know, you can't get that after, after work coffee, you know, not to be an apologist, but I'm trying to see their perspective. Sure. I would imagine if, if coffee shops around town, downtown, wherever mm-hmm. are having limited hours right. as opposed from day to night. Yeah. One would think that maybe they've noticed that in the later afternoon or early evening hours, their revenue might not be as much as oh. in the morning time. And based on how the economy might be and or how the tough... Oh, yeah. Um, getting he- hired help and stuff. No, I totally get it. Yeah. But it's just a trend that if that trend continues... Oh, that'll be That'll be disappointing, yeah. especially from the social aspect and also a place to go outside of the home yeah. to be able to have a cuppa. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So rather sad for you, AJ. And this is something that we're both familiar with, I'm imagining. <laughs> So uh, brace yourself. The, decl- the 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 alleged, according to some sources, <laughs> the the decline of big tech companies. Let's not talk about all the headlines <laughs> that have currently been bombarding us about the Facebook, Keep the, it clean. the Meta. Oh, Keep- you know, I want the clean tag. I could go off if I wanted to. Uh, the Twitter, yeah, and uh, and some of these other big companies and the massive losses, yeah, massive layoffs, massive whatever. Rad or sad? Rad. 
Oh, tell me more. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't think uh, this is something that we have seen in, in the tech sphere time and time again. There's always a bubble, it pops, and out of it, something new comes out. So really, this just shows the next evolution of what is going to be made. All of these bigs that you just mentioned are old and established and quite frankly have not innovated. They haven't innovated in years, okay? So we're now seeing who's going to be the competition. That's how our capitalist market here in the United States works. So I'm excited about the fact that if we are seeing a decline, that just means that there's going to be something new that's going to come out of this, a demand that is going to be met. You know, uh, my, of course, knee-jerk reflex reaction is in bold, big capital, neon, flashing letters, rad. I'm just going to take the sad perspective on this one because it would be, I mean, we don't want to always be agreeing on everything. Well, we don't. So this would be unique if we did agree. All right. So even though we agree, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree on this one. Agree to, agree to disagree. That's right. I'm going to just say sad because in order for these big tech companies with their billion and trillion dollar revenues, uh, earnings per year, hmm. there are a lot of people who have, uh, who are employed. Agreed. All over the world. Yep who operate the data centers mm -hmm. that store the, 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 the tweets and all of those <laughs> photos you upload to, oh, I got to keep it clean. Hang on. Um, <laughs> I'm going off. I could, I could sense it. There are people who are employed based on the product that is being provided. When they lay off tens of thousands of employees and when they charge money to blah, 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 um, yeah, I have a fundamental problem with the data collection that is, a, a, you know, as implied, mm -hmm. but I am concerned that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of knowledge workers. There's a lot of talented yeah. programmers. There's a lot of talented people marketing and product. And also the folks who are providing whatever, uh, foodies that might be available for the corporate employees all over the world, wherever their offices are at, that could be uh, detrimental to their employment. No, I, I completely, the, the sad part is the timing of this. The fact that we are going into the holiday season and we're seeing these massive layoffs. Yes. Um, that I will say is the sad part of this. And they can't afford their GI Joe with a Kung Fu grip. Um, that's a trading places reference. Let's <laughs> let's uh, switch from rad or sad to, to finish things off with quality assurance. Ah, yes, my favorite part of every episode is quality assurance. Yes, that's right. These picks are picked by, by picked for you by Work Chris Powell and AJ Barce for your quality assurance. It's been After a month. a month, it takes a while. It gets <laughs> rusty a little bit. All right, AJ, uh, I'm going to go first this time. You should. You should. I have a book naturally Ooh. and a website for Ooh. your consideration. I love the website. Oh well, there you go. Let me tell you about it. Yeah. Uh, but first, I'm going to talk about the book because that's oh, first in the, in the notes. Fine, fine. <laughs> I read this book cover to cover. Not only am I a biased opinion of the topic of this <laughs> book, uh, I also did some uh, checking on the backstory behind it. So there's a fellow by the name of Danny Kane. Yeah. And Danny Kane is the owner of Raven Bookstore in Lawrence, Kansas, a very popular independent bookstore. And Danny Kane, I believe, uh, according to what I've learned in interviews, uh, based on this book and the whole thing, this um, an independent bookstore, High Village Books, uh, has difficulty with their profit margin when they purchase books from the big manufacturers, Penguin, Random House, blah de blah, in which their profits, uh, where they need to mark up the price of the book in order to you know keep the doors open and pay the light bill and the heating bill, when that company. You know who I'm talking about, mm -hmm. can sell it for zero profit because they're making profits elsewhere just to be able to get business undercutting independent bookstores. This, uh, this fella, Danny, posted or tweeted, excuse me, on the Twitter uh, 
what what the actual profit margin is and how it oh, is unsustainable. And that thing went thermonuclear viral, blew huh. up, and brought a whole lot of awareness. And so the book that I'm having quality assurance recommendations for, great gift, by the way, in case you have someone that, you know, you're really buying a whole lot of stuff off of Amazon. I see a lot of these boxes. The title is How to Resist Amazon and Why. Interesting. One, uh, one sitting, you know, if, if you have a pretty good attention span, of course, uh, <laughs> a whole lot of reasons why, not just from how the factory, or excuse me, the warehouse employees are treated. treated yeah. And we, we're, we're well aware of that in all the news reports that if, depending on what information diet you have, you would be reading about. It's a very interesting read coming from an independent book seller. Uh, so check it out. Got an, I have a non-Amazon link uh, available should you want to purchase this book. It's, it's uh, reasonably priced, but I think the words and the message and the ideas will give you food for thought. I love and it. And it's tasty food. Now, the other website that I found, and I go through a whole lot of sites, boys this and girls, let me tell you. awesome. There, by the way, you know, when you run a website such as bellinghampodcast.com. Absolutely. It is stored on a Costco-sized data warehouse with a whole lot of these hard drives. Our humble yep. little website <laughs> is stored somewhere. Between 1,400,668 and 69. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so... To host a website, usually you are co-locating with a bunch of other websites. There's a person in Spain. God bless them. <laughs> they, they are continuously powering a website on solar energy. It's awesome. How? Check out solar.lowtechmagazine.com. It's a, it's a very unique analog-facing website. Uh, that doesn't talk about the new iPhone number that's coming out, you know, available for your holiday shopping season. But it gives you a whole lot of pause for thought on, yeah, the energy that all this stuff is taking up and, and such. One article that really impacted me, it resonated with me, it's called How and Why I Stopped Buying New Laptops. And I, boy, I just thought about that. I was mulling it over for days, if not weeks. And I, since I've flipped over to Linux for my personal computing, uh, a one terabyte SSD, 16 gigs of RAM on an i5 processor and a 14 inch monitor. And a sesame seed bun. Pretty decent hardware specs. Well, the computer's actually about seven years old. Yeah. The laptop's about seven years old. In case that goes belly up, thank you for your service, Marie Kondo. And I have to eliminate it and it don't, it no worky. It's about 350 bucks off of other online auction Refer, sites. Yeah. That is a decent replacement value compared to some other company that sells premium hardware brand new for you know a four digits starting with a number 2. So just just a couple things for you to think about dear uh, listener as far as how you're approaching your technology. Oh by the way, remember the movie Charlotte's Web? Yeah. Yeah, Templeton after the carnival. That's how I'm feeling about technology. I have gorged myself for years, decades, 25 years as a professional technologist. I finally got to the place where I'm like, no more. And <laughs> my belly is like out to here. And I'm just like, I need to lose some weight. I understand. For my technology diet. Salutations. G greetings, indeed. AJ, what is your quality assurance? So my quality assurance actually is a book. Uh, and I'm going to point you actually to the uh, audiobook. And no, it is not an Amazon affiliate link. It's actually to Libro.fm. Uh, full disclosure, they used to be a sponsor to the show. This is not sponsored by Libro. But we dig them. But we still dig them. That's right. So um, if you're a f so um, during the pandemic, Clive Klusler passed on. 
And if you're a fan of like Dirk Pitt and um, the Fargo um, um, Fargo Adventures and stuff, Remy and, and Sam uh, Fargo, or if you're a fan of like Jason Heaton's Depth Charge, he has another book in the works called Sweetwater. It's not out yet. But if you're in that same vein of like adventure, archaeology, like Indiana Jones, but you lean further away from like military stuff, like a lot of the times, a lot of that adventure stuff is like a little heavy military, like a former ex-seal is, you know, going to save the day. I like kind of more like the Indiana Jones thing where they're a civilian, maybe like in the the Sam and Raimi uh, series, it's a husband and wife, kind of archaeology type of thing. So I found out that there's uh, Nick Sullivan, who is an awesome audiobook reader or uh, like narrator he does it for other books and stuff well he became an author and he has the deep series um the first uh, book in the 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 series is called deep shadow and i think it's probably the best out of the four books and he reads it himself hmm. so not only is he a professional audio narrator also a author but he reads his own stuff and it is phenomenal his voice work he can go from a a southern london ac- female accent to uh, a guy from Kentucky and just just change in between. And it's great listening um, and great reading. The um, Out of it also, I found out that there's an entire ecosystem of authors that are called the Tropical Authors um, Collective. Hmm. So he's a part of it and as well as like five or six other authors where their characters cameo in each other's books. Okay. So like there's another character, uh, AJ. She's a, she's a, a dive master and stuff. And so she actually cameos later in his series, which made me want to read the author of her series. And it's just it's just this really cool collective of um, Caribbean and tropical authors that have their own collective. And they've built an entire multiverse of their characters playing with each other in these book series. And it's in your mind as you read the words. Oh, it's great. Very good. So that's my recommendation. Um, and like I said, there's a Libra FM link in the show notes. Awesome. Definitely get the audio. And definitely drink. Yep. On that note, I think we should wrap it up, don't you think? Not a bad idea. Okay, good. I'm glad. It's been, you know, been a while. So do I push this red button? Is that, that the one? That red Not that blue oh, one. Oh, I, okay. That wraps it up for this one. A 218th edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much to listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get our podcast. Remember, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us terrestrially on KMRE 102.3 FM. They're community powered and they're streaming all over the darn place at KMRE.org on your internet web browser of choice. And on that note if you want to support camry be sure to take a look at their website and donate if you feel inclined i'm aj barsay and i'm chris powell thanks once again for joining us on the bellingham podcast oh yeah chris another month in the can that's right let's get ready for december here we come i'm hanging out my christmas lights as we speak